Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks for this great opportunity to freely gather together and to worship you and to hear your word. We give you thanks, Lord God, because it is only you who can work in us the miracle that we need to change this world. So we receive from you today, Lord God, and we declare that our, our hearts are soft and our ears are open to hear what you've got to say to us today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Great. I get another opportunity to encourage you guys to watch your language. It was so funny, last time I said that to, to somebody, there was great, great confusion. What have I done? What have I done? Have I offended you? But this time we're going to talk about what's your prayer language? And what is your prayer language? And how is your prayer language? So that's what I want us to, to focus on today and talk about that. It's uh, one of my favorite subjects. And um, uh, where's Heather? I'm not going to go into physics this time. I promise. I promise. Maybe a little bit. So our scripture that we've that we've been um, we've been um, anchoring, renewing the mind to, is Corinthians one sixteen. Such a wonderful scripture about the magnificence and the yeah the we can't even measure him. For by him all things were created that are in heaven that are on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones, dominions, principalities or powers, yes, unfortunately, he created the devil, not in the form that he is right now. All principalities and dominions, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church. I want to be talking about the authority of the church and the authority of, of you and I, if we get our language right. He is the head, and we are his body. We are the church. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, and, and in all things, he may have preeminence. It is all about him. And if we're his body, then we have, we are the ones that are in this earth, manifesting the kingdom of God here for him. Because he's not physically here anymore. But he is here by the Holy Spirit. So, the Bible tells us in uh, Revelations 5.9, And you have redeemed us to God by your blood, Lord Jesus, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. We will reign on the earth. That's quite an amazing thing. Do we? Are we ruling in this earth? 
Are things going according to the plan that you have for your life? Are we declaring like kings in our circumstances? Is your business going like a king is running it and has all power and authority? Is your family operating that way? Are our relationships good like that? Perhaps not. And maybe there's a reason for that. We are kings on this earth under the king of the universe. And in him, we have preeminence on this earth. But only if we take dominion through our words. As we've heard through uh, many on this series. Right in the beginning, God said and created in this earth. Everything that we see today is here because somebody saying. It started with God saying and declaring in this earth. And even just take this facility here. Somebody had to imagine it. But then somebody had to say, we will build an extension to this facility. Somebody had to say that. Somebody had to de uh, declare it. And some of you had to agree with that and also declare it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be here. It would not have been here. So there is great power in our, in our words. Now, many scriptures say, and we're going to look at some of them today, says, whatever you ask, you will have. And, whatever you ask, I will do for you. And there's only one condition with these things. It says, if you believe. Isn't that amazing? Have you wondered about these things? What, whatever you ask, I'll give you. But, but Lord, I'm not seeing it. I... What's, what's going wrong here? He can say that because Jesus has delegated authority to us. When he hung on that cross, rose from the dead, took the keys back for the kingdom from the devil, gave them back to us. And let's look at where he told us about that in Matthew 28, 18. All authority has been given to me, Jesus talking, in heaven and in earth. Go therefore, talking to us, go therefore, because he has got the keys back and he is now giving them to us. And what does he expect us to do? Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching all to observe all that I've commanded you. And I see these, these things that he's talking about, us to take a dominion over, is in the unseen realm, in our soul, in that part that we can't see. Making disciples, baptizing, and teaching those to observe so that we can obey them. And then there's another scripture that deals with another part of what we're to do. Mark 16, 15, which is go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, and he who does not believe will be condemned. 
And these signs will follow those who believe. These signs. Oh, it's my heart's desire to see the signs following the word. In my name they will cast out demons, speak in new tongues, take up servants, serpents, not servants, serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. That's our, that's our mandate. That's, our, that's what the Lord has said to us. I've got the power back from the devil, now you therefore go. When was the last time we operated any of those? If you, yeah, I know. I was going to mention you. If you get anywhere near that man, Mark Ellis sitting in the back there, you can't help but be healed. Because he'll grab you and lay hands on you. Amen. But we should all be operating like that. Casting out demons. I don't know whether I've met many um, in, in where I work. But we have the authority to do that. When did we last speak a tongue um, motivated by the Holy Spirit and it was the language of the person who was listening. What? Well, that's what happened at Pentecost, isn't it? Everyone heard their own language. We can do that. What? It says here. Now, in Mark sixteen twenty, it says, And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. It is God's desire to work with us to manifest his kingdom and confirming the word through accompanying signs. We have to preach the word. We have to speak the word. We have to open this mouth of ours. And there's a wonderful scripture in the Old Testament that says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. You see, it's all about him, not really about us. We've got some little things to do. Believe and open your mouth. It's probably it. Probably nothing else we need to do. But sometimes we're too afraid to do that because we are not really operating in confidence that God is on our side and we have the right to do this and we can expect good results from this. Now, we are instructed to, as we read in that scripture, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. In James 5.14, call the elders and they, will, and they will pray over him. Anointing with oil. Oh, do we have to anoint with oil? If you want to. Because it's not one of the conditions. Jesus didn't say, go lay hands on the sick, believing, and put oil on them. He didn't say that. Just lay hands on the sick and they will recover. But this scripture says, yeah, put, put oil on them. It helps. And the prayer of faith will save, which is the word sozo. It will save. It is not just saving from hell. It is the all, the all, the all encompassing word of sozo, which is health, healing, everything, nothing missing, nothing gone. 
spirit, soul, and body. Thanks, Jan. And he and the Lord will raise them up. It says there, the prayer of faith. I've got to tell you this. Some of you have heard this. Uh, you were there last week. But I've got to tell you this story. <laughs> it was a bit sad. The situation was very sad. A friend, when I'd just been born again, my friend who led me to the Lord, actually, um, her father had a heart attack. And, oh my goodness. And we were panicking. But we knew what to do. Get hold of the church and phone directly the pastor. Pastor, help! What? My dad's had a heart attack. What are we going to do? So, um, yeah, she was female. So, um, I, the pastor said, I can't come now, but all I want you to do is pray the prayer, pray the prayer of faith. Ah, okay. But then, panic. Absolute panic. Bible, out. What is the prayer of faith? What is the prayer of faith? Where's the prayer of faith? Where can we find? Get the concordance out. What's the prayer of faith? We actually didn't know what the prayer of faith was. We were looking for the, you know, have you got little headings in your Bible? <laughs> we were looking for the prayer of faith. Da, 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 da. This is what you do. <laughs> we panicked. And I don't know what we did. We, but then we found out afterwards. This is the prayer of faith. Declare your faith in Him. That's all we had to do. And as you hear, as you hear um, Mark saying so many times, Be healed! And we could have declared, By His stripes you are healed. We could have declared, um, Jesus died on the cross for me, and He paid for your healing. Be healed! We could have done all of that, but nothing happened. I can just remember, I can remember the place that we were in their home. Panic, absolute panic. And it was because we didn't know the word well enough. We didn't have the word in us and we didn't know how to obey that command from the pastor. I don't want you to be in that situation. I don't want you to be unsure as to what to do in a crisis. Now, many, many scriptures tell us the king of his kingdom... What to say? Whatever we say in His name, according to His will, we will have that. We just need to believe. But have we renewed our minds to this fact that we have that authority in us? And that's really what I want to get across today. James 1.6 It's talking about you not... You, you're not receiving a prayer for, you're not answering, you're not receiving prayer for your answers for your prayer, sorry. And James instructs us, but him who prays to ask in faith without doubting. Pray in faith without doubting. How do we know to ask in faith? And there is, I want to talk to you about this little word, ask. There's a huge amount of um, emphasis and depth in that little word, ask. Because our English 
has got one word for ask. Sometimes it says prayer. But in Greek, there's two very important words. And some of you have heard me preach about this before. But I need to go over it again so that we know that we have confidence when we are asking the Lord. And it's quite interesting how this word is not actually asking, it's commanding. Now, there's two words. So, um, oh, my goodness, Heather's gone anyway. So, the <laughs> so there are two words, and I just want you to just close your eyes and imagine these. There's two words. One's eroteo, and the other is aeteo. E and A. Eroteo, that is the word asking for a favor. Asking for a favor. Okay? And the other word, aeteo, starts with an A, is to ask something due to you. To demand. Now, we see both of these words in, in John 16, 23. And if you've got your Bible and you can mark in it, it's a wonderful thing to actually put an E and an A next to certain of the words in there, if you can. But I know most of us don't bring our, our, our Bibles to church. But anyway, John 16, 23. Maybe make a note of this and go home and have a look at it. In that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask my Father in my name, He will give it to you. Until now, you've asked me nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. Now, in that, in that scripture, there's asking and not asking, and a future date, and, and all of that. And it's very confusing, unless you know what the meaning of those asks are in there. So let's go through it slowly. And in that day, what day? What day? In that day, you will ask me nothing. What day was he referring to? Anybody? In that day, you will ask me nothing. Post-ascension. Exactly. After the cross. After the cross. Now, what he's saying here, in that day, you won't ask me a favor. You won't irritate me. Ah. But as surely I say to you, whatever you ask my Father in, in my name, He will give it to you. Talking about that day. And whatever you aeteo me in my name, you, the Father, will give it to you to demand of your covenant in that day. So, unt until in that day you won't ask me favors, you will demand of your covenant because He will, He's been on the cross and His blood has ratified our covenant. They couldn't demand something of their covenant before the cross. No one could. But we can. Okay. From the beginning of the verse. And in that day, you will irritate me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, 
whatever you aeteo me, the Father, in my name, he will give it to you. Now, this is in red. Jesus is saying this. Okay? The condition is in my name. Okay? In my name. It's not just for anything. I said to Alec on last Sunday night, sorry Alec, doesn't apply unless the Lord has given you a specific word about your, your um, sports car. And I know that you cannot say it in confidence because your wife disagrees. <laughs> so how's that working with your wife, Alec? Say anything slowly. Then the next verse. Now you have asked me, until now, beg your pardon, until now you have aeated nothing in my name. There we are. It's very, very clear what he's talking about now. In that day after the cross, you will aeated. Up until the cross, you can't because you don't have a covenant. You've aeated nothing in my name. Our command. Ask. Aeteo. And you will receive that your joy may be full. Woo! That your joy may be full. Yeah! That little word, ask. All this power is in there. Then a whole lot of scriptures, especially in the Gospels, make sense. And whatever, John 14, 13, and whatever you ask, whatever you aeteo in my name, I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So firstly, that you'll be, joy, you'll be joyful, that the Father will be glorified in the Son, because you are declaring His kingdom in this earth for you and those that are around you. Yeesh! Matthew 21, 22. And whatever things you aeteo in my name, believing, in my name and believing, you will receive. You will receive. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask aeteo, when you pray, believe that you've received them and you will have them. John fifteen sixteen. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, all of you, that you should go and bear fruit. And whatever you aeteo the Father in my name, He may give it to you. Now, what I'm hoping and praying is what is cementing in you is go and have a look at these scriptures. Go and mark them in your Bible. It's wonderful and you can get concordances very easily. Eyateo and Eriteo. You can understand the scriptures so much better if you understand that. But I'm hoping that deep within there's a revelation that you're renewing your mind with a revelation that 
yes, I can do this. Yes, I can do this. So men, stand up in your family and declare healing, finances, success, protection. That devil must get out. But you must understand that this is not a begging. Don't. In fact, let's take it another step. Jesus has already done it. And that is the wonderful word of grace that we've, that we've got. Thank you for that, Richard. That's, we've got to get this word out. He has already done it. So why are we asking Him to do it? It is illogical. But so many times we are asking God, Lord, please heal me. Lord, give me a, a job opportunity. Lord, help me with this and help me with that. Why are we doing that? We don't understand. We haven't renewed our mind to the fact that you've already got it. We've already got it. Now all we've got to do is speak it out. But don't ask. Don't ask. Declare it. Demand of your covenant. Oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, how can I say, talk to God like that? No, you're not talking to God. You're talking to the devil or your circumstances. You're demanding of the things. Now, this is one kind of prayer. It's one type of asking. There are lots more. Don't confuse this. This is not the only type of prayer, please. It, there is supplication. There is praise and worship. There, there is uh, Paul's prayers, which I've preached on before. Paul's prayers where we're asking for the, for the God of heaven to give wisdom and revelation of our understanding that the Holy Spirit might work in people. Do not aeteo people. You can't do that. If we could, God would have done it long ago and we wouldn't be here. We'd be in heaven. We, we ask the Holy Spirit to influence the situation when it comes to people. But when it comes to things and the devil... You aeteo those, those circumstances. Okay? Alright? Have we got that? You? I think I can finish there. Definitely. Oh no, I've got to do this one. Oh, yes. Luke one thirty seven. Luke one thirty seven. This is the, this is the story I just so love. I'm reading Luke at the moment. And I just so love Luke, how he's laid it all nice and order, orderly. And there, um, it is the Holy Spirit, the angel comes to um, uh, Mary and describes what's going to happen to her. And she says, she says, how can this be? I've never known a man. And there's such an amazing, amazing reply to it. But we lose it in the English. And it says, the angel says to Mary, for, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Now with God, nothing will be impossible. That sounds nice. Yeah, that's good. But that word, 
not impossible. The translators had real difficulty with this one. I can see. It's the word rhema. Wow. It's the word rhema. And I'm sure we've heard about the use of rhema. Rhema is the now word, the giving word, the word that we receive from God right now. And it's actually the doing word. The logos is the written word. And it says here, no rhema with God, no spoken word will be impossible with God. No word will be impossible if we will do it. It's an encouragement for us that everything is possible to us if we will do the word. If we will rhema it. We will take this thing that we've read and we go and do it. Let us do it. And then nothing will be impossible. Nothing. And that's not through your home care leader, not through the pastor. This is directly from you to heaven. But it's up to you. Will you speak the word? Will you declare over those circumstances? And it is not easy. Test yourself next time you're praying. I can almost guarantee you, I can almost put money on it, that if you haven't practiced this before, that you will be praising God for healing. Praising God for, for um, your business to turn around. You'll be praising Him, but you won't declare. Be declaring. Because it's hard. It's really hard. Body, be healed. Lord God, I thank you for the healing of my body and all of that. That's good. But do it after you've declared it. Do it after. Don't thank God before, he's, because, before you've claimed it. Claim it. Make it your own. We will see our changed lives. Renewing our mind. That's what this series is about. We've got to change something. Instead of asking God and begging, declare. If we'll do that, we'll be totally changed. This congregation, this, this community around us will be totally changed if we will do that. Amen.